KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear contains potentially offensive content because it's devoted to Troma Entertainment and its founder, Lloyd Kaufman. Are you tired of searching for the perfect blend of highbrow entertainment? Kung Fu action. Alien adventure. Well, look no further because Tales from the Crapper is here. Blood sucking freaks. The show that will make anyone wretch. Not since blood sucking freaks has there been such controversial scenes of violence, dismemberment, and cannibalism. Redneck zombies. In the tradition of Friday the 13th, part two. And Oklahoma comes the first intelligent film about cannibalism. They call me Macho Woman. As yet another example of a groundbreaking cinema that only the trauma team can bring to the silver screen. In fact, if you don't know what trauma is, then maybe just turn off this podcast right now to be safe. Welcome to another episode of listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm Beth Accomando. Okay, so you did hear the warning at the beginning of this podcast, right? Okay, just checking, because Troma was recently shut down on YouTube for not meeting community standards. And because just mentioning the title of Lloyd Kaufman's new film is something I probably can't even do on radio or TV. And even if I could, the very idea of what he's doing would probably be offensive. The film is Hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm, and it's Lloyd Kaufman's adaptation of The Bard's The Tempest. And yes, there is a literal shitstorm rained down on people by killer whales leaping out of the water over a ship and shitting on them because they've been given a laxative by Prospero. Hello, whales! I'm so sorry that I poo-shamed you. You are amazing, and we love you! We do! We love you! That's just the beginning. The film satirizes big pharma, cancel culture, the rich, the poor, the left, the right, and everything in between. There's nudity, drugs, gore, and offensive language. It's crass, it's gross, it's, well, it's trauma. And no matter what you may think of trauma movies, you've got to admire its resiliency. You just can't keep bad movies down. Daddy. What did you do? Uh, I, 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 nothing. Uh, I, I, just, just planning the first stages of, of, of brutal vengeance, that's all. Isn't Daddy, you know how I feel about brutal vengeance. For more than four decades, the New York-based Troma Entertainment has been making truly independent films outside of Hollywood. It boasts that it's the longest-running independent movie studio in North America, and it's celebrating 45 years of disrupting media. Kaufman likes to brag about retrospectives sponsored by the American Cinematheque, Cinematheque Francaise, the British Film Institute, the American Film Institute, and many others. 
Trauma's best-known creation is probably the Toxic Avenger. Meet little Melvin. He's a 90-pound weakling. Everyone hated Melvin. Yeah, I'm gonna take this mop and shove it down your throat. They teased him. I wanna do it with you. Okay. They taunted him. They tormented him until he had a horrifying accident and fell into a vat of nuclear waste. Transforming little Melvin into a hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength. Melvin became the Toxic Avenger. The first superhero born out of nuclear waste. For almost a decade, I've been booth neighbors with Troma and Lordy at Comic-Con and have seen how devoted his fans are and how passionate his staff at the booth is. So I've developed an affection for Troma over the years. But I also know I have to be very careful about sharing a Troma film. Not everyone will get what Troma is trying to do or appreciate the films they make and distribute. From Troma, of course. But when Lloydy said he was adapting Shakespeare, I had to get him on the podcast to talk about it. But getting the interview was a bit like herding cats. Hi, Beth. An emergency forced him to miss our first Zoom meeting and reschedule for later that night. And again, I, I'm so sorry about the uh, earlier mishap. Then it's always hard to get Lloydy to stop pitching products, be it Troma's subscription channel or his brother Charles Kaufman's bakery, Bread and See, here in San Diego. Uh, Charles is on the phone in the other room with uh, the commissioner. His brother Charles briefly Zoom-bombed our interview. And you can hear Charles and Lloyd's wife Pat, the former New York film commissioner, having a very animated conversation on the phone in the background during my interview. Honestly, I don't know how Mrs. Kaufman managed to raise these two boys. So, throwing caution to the wind, I give you my interview with Troma Entertainment's Lloyd Kaufman with brief appearances by the commissioner and Charles Kaufman. I need to take one quick break and allow you one more opportunity to turn this podcast off so you can avoid being offended. You've been warned again. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to my Cinema Junkie podcast. I am glad to have you on. Are you rolling? Are you filming? I'm rolling. Oh, oh. I can go on and on. That's for you, Beth. <laughs> that was for you. Well, thank you. So, Lloyd, for anyone who may not know, can you give us a little background on Troma? Well, I'm Lloyd Kaufman, president of Troma Entertainment and creator of the Toxic Avenger and the brother, the brother of uh, Mr. Charles Kaufman, who not only wrote, produced, and directed Mother's Day, Eli Roth's favorite horror film, but created and runs Bread and Sea, Bread Business and Cafe in uh, San Diego, 350 University Avenue. You know, we come from a long line of distinguished Kaufmans. All right, I think I can hear your wife more clearly than you. Oh, Pat! 
Uh, can you and Charles go in the kitchen? But uh, if Charles wants to come on, he is more than welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where was it? We were talking about trauma. Yes, trauma. After I got out of uh, Yale University, a very prestigious, uh, very, uh, how do you say it, uh, privileged, I was very privileged. Um, and uh, I wanted to be a movie maker, but I didn't want to uh, uh, kiss ass in uh, Hollywood and have to do what the uh, Harvard Law School uh, students uh, um, have to do in uh, Beverly Hills, uh, where they're Xeroxing uh, and kissing William Morris Endeavor behinds. So uh, I started uh, making my own damn movies and uh, got to, I didn't go to film school. I got lucky enough to uh, work for a crappy little company in New York called Canon, where I met John G. Avelson. And eventually we made uh, Cry Uncle, which you can see on the Troma streaming service, uh, Troma Now, watch.troma.com. And right after John Avelson made, uh, directed Cry Uncle, uh, which you can see on Truman Now exclusive, uh, he made the Rocky and I came on uh, Rocky with him. And uh, so basically Rocky and Saturday Night Fever were my film school bet. And other than the wisdom I got from Charles Kaufman, as, uh, as I was his older brother, so Charles was very generous with his wisdom. How can you explain your ability to survive on that independent film scene for so long? Well, for one thing, I think one of the secrets to a long survival in the world of uh, cinema is you eat the bread from Bread and Sea, located conveniently and safely at 350 uh, University Avenue. If you want a rye sense of humor, you get some of that rye bread. Speaking of which, Oliver Stone, named after the olive loaf that the Bread and Sea has, uh, started with Troma. Many famous people started with Troma Entertainment. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who created South Park. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's first movie. We made movies. We put $400,000 into Death by Temptation around 1989. I think a little earlier than uh, it became fashion of the day, right? We put the Death by Temptation, all black people, except for us. And uh, uh, Samuel Jackson's first movie. His destiny had been foretold. Its fate had been forewarned. He did not know that something so sweet could be so evil. Now, the fate of mankind hangs in the balance as Kadeem Hardison, TV's Dwayne Wayne. This honey I met the other night was bad. Superman. And Bill Nunn from Do the Right Thing get busy in the first contemporary horror thriller of its kind. No! James Bond III's Death by Temptation. She's every man's dream and your worst nightmare. She leaves with men and you never see them again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, trauma's uh, pretty decent company. People look down their noses at us, but uh, we've been around for 47 years. James Gunn, who brought you uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, worked for us for two or three years. Uh, all sorts of, not to mention the South Park guys, their first movie, Cannibal the Musical, is a trauma movie. In the cold winter of 1874, six men set out on a journey through the Colorado Rockies. They were looking for gold, but what they found was that they were completely lost. Ah! 
gonna bang about it now. Yeah. So the, the trauma has a huge footprint uh, on the countryside of, uh, of cinema art. But uh, yesterday, a very bad thing happened. We have a YouTube channel with 750,000 uh, subscribers, and YouTube uh, dumped it uh, because of community standards. Now, Troma's been in business for 47 years. I've been making movies for 50 years. Uh, I and Troma, or Troma, have been honored in a Shanghai Film Festival, uh, Moscow, St. Petersburg Film Academy, Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, American Cinematheque, Museum of Modern Art twice, uh, Museum of the Moving Image in New York, and in uh, London, the Br British Film Institute, Cinematheque Francaise, Shanghai. But I mean, the only place I haven't been honored is uh, maybe Antarctica, because a couple of these penguins, uh, you know, they marry for life and all, they're kind of conservative. But other than that, what are community standards? We had 750,000 subscribers to our free channel on YouTube and they kicked it off. But if you want to dial in bestiality on YouTube, you'll find it. If you want to go to QAnon, you'll find it. If you want to dial in anal, you'll find it. If you want CNN to show you some brutal decapitations in real wars, you'll find it. So uh, you'll find plenty of Nazi stuff on. So obviously YouTube has a logarithm to get rid of 47 year old independent movie studios that uh, have been affected all over the world. <laughs> so uh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble in River City. We got trouble in River City. Thank the good Lord for pregnancy. You know, every time I look at your, uh, of you, Beth, and with Godzilla mask, it's very disturbing. Legendary, uh, which made Godzilla versus Kong and Pikachu and uh, some of those movies, they are remaking the Toxic Avenger, big budget uh, remake. Oh, wow. So did YouTube specify why you were being kicked off? Did they say specifically why? We appealed to uh, YouTube and within two hours, the appeal was thrown out. So uh, I, I think what happens with them is that they have a piece in their logarithm that directs uh, uh, the, the uh, robot to go after the independent studio because there's plenty of filth up on, uh, plenty of worse stuff than Schomer, right? As I mentioned, every community in the world has honored us from the Museum of Modern Art to the Cinematheque Francaise to the Shanghai Film Festival. So uh, it's a, a crap system. It's a, we're in serious trouble. We have freedom of speech as long as we don't say anything, Beth. You probably know that because you work with uh, independent uh, television, no? KPBS, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have, I'm sure it's as tough for PBS as it is for a trauma. But you do pride yourself on being very independent and being very much outside the Hollywood system. Oh, it's not that I pride myself on it, but if you're going to be an artist, you have to make art. and. Uh, I don't think for the most part that Hollywood, and I don't mean Hollywood, I mean the mainstream, because Sony is owned by the uh, Japanese, they own Columbia Pictures, and Rupert Murdoch, an Australian, owns uh, this, and you know, it's kind of a universal uh, uh, cartel. And speaking of which, I made a 10 minute documentary, Beth, called Independent Artists Versus Corrupt Cartels. It's only about 10 minutes, and it's on Roma now. The, uh, because we got kicked off YouTube, where you could have seen it for free, 
uh, 70, 750,000 other people could have seen it, but it's now on Troma Now, uh, which is uh, our streaming service, and it's free there also. It, it's an open link, you can just go watch it. But if you, while you're at it, subscribe to Troma Now. It's our streaming service, and we're the last of the long-run independent studios, and uh, uh, we need help. So subscribe to Troma Now. It's the future, but now. And actually, since YouTube uh, knocked us off a couple of days ago, uh, we've noticed a lot of new subscribers. So for you Troma fans out there, thank you very much. And thank you to PBS. You mentioned some of your famous alumni, the, like you've had uh, James Gunn. And one of my favorite memories of Troma is at Comic-Con when you had a panel, and I believe it was James Gunn and Darren Lynn, Lynn Bozeman, we're crawling around on the ground trying to fix your AV problems <laughs> while you were <laughs> talking. And it's, it's one of my favorite memories of your Comic-Con panel. Thanks a lot. That was, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> well, James was, we made Tomeo and Juliet in 94, I think. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Totally sucks. And then... Uh, he went to Los Angeles and made some independent films and was nice enough to give me little cameos. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Uncle Lloyd has a wonderful cameo in that. And by the way, uh, stay tuned for Suicide Squad. Unless James Gunn cuts me out, I have a, uh, a moment. A moment. Well, you mentioned him and you mentioned Tromeo and Juliet. You've turned to Shakespeare before for... Uh, material and now you have a new film hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm so yes where did this come from what was your inspiration for this uh, nice uh, question thank you uh, my uh, favorite Shakespearean play is the Tempest which I saw when I the for, for the first time when I was around eight years old with my mother and uh, you know my brother made Mother's Day so you can imagine uh, uh, what my mother was like Somewhere in the woods of Deep Barren, a woman and her sons live in isolation. When they come out, it's for one reason only. Now let's see what you brought, Mother. Some say she spoiled her boys. Some say she drove them mad. No one who found out has lived to tell. When you know how to celebrate, every day is Mother's Day. Darlings, you have made your mother very proud. So, uh, at any rate, The Tempest, I've always wanted to make a movie of The Tempest, but uh, I wanted to wait till I was of Prospero's age, till I got old and uh, kind of uh, weak, uh, weaker. And uh, so we did Tromeo and Juliet at the time, but uh, I would have done, if I had been older then, I would have done uh, The Tempest. But now that I'm old and miserable, uh, it was the perfect time to do The Tempest, which, by the way, is uh, uh, Shakespeare's most, I think, Shakespeare's trippiest and druggiest uh, movie. And also it has a lot of magic. It's got a monster. Uh, it's very trauma-esque. And uh, by George, if I didn't make my best movie. And it's a hey, yo, old boys, a shitstorm's a coming. Hey ho, yo boys, a shitstorm's right here. When you hear that noise, you are entering hell. This story is not all's well that ends well. Ha <laughs> ha. 
Look out, you purveyors of corporate greed. Better say your prayers, cause you're gonna bleed. The ship you are sailing is so oh, so heinous. Prospero's magic will kick Cariolanus! Cariolanus! See what I did there? <laughs> Cole Porter in Tromaville! <laughs> uh, it's a really interesting movie, and I think your fans will like it a lot. Well, you open it with a definition of tempest and a definition of shitstorm. And what was your definition for shitstorm? You tied it in quite directly to trauma. Well, uh, the film opens with some definitions and we, we uh, are self-defecating. Uh, I mean, self-deprecating. And uh, you know, we made a little joke about our, uh, our competency which is not exactly uh, way up there. But hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, aside from being a great movie, if you want to see a reading with all the stars, reading the shooting script, the actual, we, we had this, the movie, when we finished the movie, we had it transcribed, Beth, and we invited the actors back, the stars, the main parts, and uh, we did a reading, which we recorded on the Zoom, and you can see it on Troma Now. You go to Troma Now, it's free. Watch.troma.com, watch.troma.com. And if by chance you want to subscribe to Troma, that would sure help me. And uh, you'll see all that stuff. It's really interesting, very good. In uh, hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm, you kind of take jabs at just about everything. Well, all of the movies that Michael Hers and I have made or, or that I have directed, and uh, written or co-written, they all deal with political satire. And that's why the South Park guys loved us. And that's why they came to us first with their unfinished movie musical. And uh, we, uh, we made it uh, good for them. We finished it and uh, paid for it and all that stuff. Uh, they have, of course, uh, re reignited the American satire. Uh, uh, trauma was the keeping a tiny little ember of satire of American satire alive, and uh, Trey and Matt blew it up into a wonderful uh, flame with their uh, cartoons. So that uh, that's very important. The social satire is in all our movies, and uh, there's usually a theme that I get uh, obsessed with. For example, Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. What should I call it? Uh, McDonald's moved in next door to the Trauma Building, and they started. Uh, they were bad neighbors. Uh, I don't want to bore you with it. But uh, we had rats the size of raccoons in our basement. And uh, uh, Gabe Friedman gave me a, the uh, fast food nation to read. And we decided uh, we'll make poultry guys. But it's, it comes from a really serious heartache. And every movie I've made, the new movie, Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, uh, concerns the big pharma and how for my whole post Yale uh, career, I didn't watch much TV until I got out of college. Uh, so for the past 50 or 60 years, there have been uh, commercials on TV for, for uh, opioids and prescription drugs, prescription drugs. Every morning since 1968, the children of the world have been watching uh, a, a movie, a, a TV commercials while they eat their Fruit Loops and become obese. They are watching on the Today Show or Good Morning America 
uh, or the TV uh, news show in the morning that nobody watches, uh, all about drugs and the normalization. Oh, you got a hangnail? Well, there's a purple pill for you. How about True Veda? Hey, you got a anal warts? Well, hey, we got just the thing for you. I felt angry, confused. I had a college education, a place to live. I grew up in a household with an income of over $100,000 a year. But I still felt like a victim. Like a victim. Victim. Until one day, my doctor told me I suffered from entitlementia. Entitlementia is a disease that commonly afflicts middle to upper class people between the ages of 18 and 30. Symptoms may include excessive whining, intolerance of differing opinions, difficulties with critical thinking, extreme narcissism, fear of jokes, chronic tweeting, allergic to microaggression, no one wanting to hang out with you. Now, there's a treatment. Safe Spacia. Safe Spacia creates your own personal safe space wherever you go. Right? So that's one thing. And, uh, and the crookedness of the doctors who are getting paid off by the uh, pharma companies, the big companies send them on uh, cruises and give them uh, spas and uh, $10,000 vacations in the Dominican Republic. Uh, any rate, uh, uh, that's one theme. And then the other theme are the, uh, the hashtag uh, social justice warriors that uh, have created a world now where we have freedom of speech as long as nobody says anything. And uh, Senator Al Franken is driven out of office, a, perhaps one of three senators who actually are working for us gets driven out of office by a woman, in, a woman no less, of his own party. For no reason, how many cancellations have there been? So that's, so hashtag Shakespeare shitstorms deal with the two themes. Well, and it seems like you spare no one, though. You, you, it's a film that's likely to offend people on all sides, all political sides. I disagree. I think anyone who, I think anyone who abides by, the, look who's here. The, the commissioner is here. Joining. Oh, come on, just say Hi. hello to Beth. Here's a, Beth, you know Beth from uh, Comic Con. Commissioner is here. Did you bring uh, chocolate chip cookie dough cookies? Sorry, I don't have any cookies for you today. I'm sorry, it's oh, too hot. Hey. Oh, I, got, I think I got to get back on. I'm, I hear a mysterious voice. Uh, actually, the commissioner and Charles Kaufman were on the phone just until now. If I'm not mistaken, I hear. I see a loaf of bread. Oh, I'm not on the video. Hello? Hello? No. Yeah, it's a beautiful, uh, crusty sense of humor I see. Uh, Have we been Zoom bombed? Where is the... I can't. It's weird. It's not... Sorry. I think I've lost this whole thing. Uh-oh. We've lost Charles. I think instead of I think instead of turning his camera on, he's disconnected. Yeah, I figured that would get rid of him. You know, he's you know, <laughs> but he only made the greatest horror film of all time, uh, Mother's Day, which, by the way, is Eli Roth's favorite horror film. And I have it on tape twice. I interviewed Eli twice, and and in both of them, he digresses to talk about how great Mother's Day is. And uh, also the touches of Susan uh, Kaufman, the uh, art director. Uh, Mother's Day really is a great, and it's been remade uh, once. And, uh, and we've had another, uh, uh, somebody called up recently for, uh, I think, music rights. So they want to do a, a vinyl, a Mother's Day vinyl. I prefer the Mother's Day Twizzlers than the, uh, the red vinyls, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Beth. You're nice.
laughing. So, all right, wait. Charles is Charles is attempting to come back. Can they? Is the breath? It's very weird. For some reason, it's not. I got all I got. I got Lloyd. All I got. All I got is Lloyd here, which don't get me wrong. It's wonderful. Yeah, sure, Charles. Sure, right. We can hear you though. Yeah, we do hear you. It's terrific. Yeah, but my face is so handsome. I don't. Well, I could probably find a photograph. Hold on, let me see if I can. <laughs> I think I have something right here. <laughs> Hold on, Beth, just in case the audience would like to see. All right, I should let you guys. That's very weird. Uh, here is uh, Charles Kaufman along with uh, Kira Kaufman. Uh, was taken, uh, what, Charles, about 10 days ago, would you say? Uh, That's right. Yep. That is, uh, yep. Oh, crap. I should, I, I need to have uh, the picture on here. It's very weird. I wonder if I need to move. Why, why don't I, you, 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 you guys continue. I'll sign out and sign back on again. I want to know how your mom managed to raise the two of you. Charles, Charles uh, <laughs> memorialized it in Mother's Day. Come on. That's, that's well, you old. actually play her in the shit, Shitstorm, too, if people want to have an idea. You look exactly like, like mom. Yes, in hashtag, being a spoiler, but in hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, uh, I look much better as, a, uh, uh, as my sister, and uh, who happens to look exactly like my mother. I'm a much more attractive woman, oddly enough. Yeah, your legs uh, are nicer than uh, Moose, yeah. Let me try this again. I'm sorry to louse this up, Beth. I am very sorry. I don't know why it's not <laughs> You did it on purpose. <laughs> At any rate, bread and see. That's, we've been talking about it quite a bit. Beth uh, just insists on she can't get enough bread and see, especially the, the olive loaf with the six inches of Jakarta on the side. So I do want to talk a little bit about Shitstorm. And you actually even brought Shakespeare into the film. Woo! And so begins our tale of madness and vengeance. Hello, I'm William Shakespeare. Uh, come with me and we'll grease our cast and characters. The man with the champagne bottle is Alonzo King, AKA Big Al, president of Avonbard, the largest pharmaceutical company in the world. Known for his hard partying ways, he's far more interested in pleasures of the flesh than with the overseeing of business. Yes, we did. Well, he, he's, uh, he gets a brief cameo in Tromeo and Juliet, written by uh, James Gunn. <laughs> and he did such a good job that we brought him back for hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, and he's got a pretty big part now. So uh, good for the bard. He even has to face off against Francis Bacon in this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I can see you watched the movie. Thank you so much. Of course I did. <laughs> I even yeah. noticed that you have Shakespeare quotes on the protest signs. We sure do. We sure do. Well, you know, again, uh, I'm a pretty good student of Shakespeare. I probably know more about The Tempest than a lot of these so-called uh, Kevin Brannocks and uh, all those guys, although I, I very much enjoy his films. But uh, I, I, I have a pretty deep knowledge when it comes, at the very least, to The Tempest. And I think I have a pretty good knowledge of Shakespeare. And I think that a Shakespearean scholar who looks at Tromeo and Juliet and then looks at uh, hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, I think he or she or they, they will be very, very excited by it and uh, get it. I think there's a lot in there that uh, they will get because it's drawn from 
lectures I've been to or um, the actual plays or just uh, stuff I've read and, uh, from uh, my, the time I was eight years old. I, I studied The Tempest in high school, again in college. I've seen it many times. I interviewed Lillian Gish at one point. Uh, now the film the film makes fun of you know this whole cancel culture and snowflakes and by the way if i may interrupt there is a live reading which we did a couple of nights ago but it's uh, permanently on trauma's streaming service trauma now so if you go to watch.trauma.com you can see the live reading of the shooting script we had the entire script transcribed and we uh, put it up. We did it live a couple of nights ago, but now it's up on Trauma Now, and uh, it'll be up at least until August 29th, when the actual movie will premiere on uh, Fantasia Film Festival, uh, which is a Canadian festival. So it will be available in the US and Canada on October 29th. That'll be the world premiere online. Oh, so I've, got a, I've gotten a sneak preview then. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it. I mean, the New York, nobody, the, uh, the New York Times, New York Post, New Yorker Magazine, uh, Variety have all contacted uh, and others, about 25 others of that ilk have contacted uh, Fantasia to, to uh, review the movie. So you have it ahead of anybody. <laughs> Talk a little bit about this production. What were some of the challenges you faced? Because you have a, a lot of special effects and gore and whales creating a shitstorm. And how difficult was this to pull off? We made a $50 million movie for about half a million dollars. And uh, we filmed eight days in Albania uh, with the first American uh, movie to be made in Al to be filmed. We uh, shot eight days so we had three weeks you know we had some pre-production and then eight days of filming in albania and uh first american uh, company to do that and uh it worked out great they're terrific and they did uh the uh cgi for the actual shitstorm. so uh they had a we had a great crew they were all trauma fans you know the, the only trauma movies they've seen are pirated but uh, they knew Terra Firma, Trauma's War, Toxic Avenger. They knew the, the famous ones and the not so famous. Great crew, terrific. And then we spent uh, four, maybe five weeks filming in uh, Queens. We were based in Queens, New York, and uh, filmed in New York the rest of the time. Your wife, who we briefly saw, is has been the New York Film Commissioner. How does she help in terms of giving you advice for getting to shoot in places like Albania? Uh, useless, totally useless. Uh, uh, but once she finished being the commissioner, then she could uh, get involved. And she's very smart. And uh, so she is one of the producers of Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, along with Justin Martell, who uh, uh, has a company called Ship to Shore uh, Phonograph that makes vinyl. And he was my assistant uh, years ago and produced uh, one of our movies. No, he produced Return to Newcomb High and Return to Return to Newcomb High, as well as uh, another movie which we have on Troma now, uh, Mr. Brick's Heavy Metal, uh, Heavy Metal Murder Musical. And uh, so Justin was the one who made the contact in Albania and got us, you know, $10 million worth of production value for 
you know, maybe a hundred thousand maximum. And then uh, John Brennan, who also was my assistant, who produced the uh, Kabuki Man's Cocktail Corner and other things for Troma, and he, and uh, with whom Justin Martell produces the uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh, drive-in movie show, The Last Drive-In, along with Matt Mangiarides, who also worked for Troma. The three of them produce uh, Joe Bob Briggs' new show, which is a huge hit on Shudder. Uh, so they uh, were the, uh, and then Pat was the uh, adult in the room and um, uh, her wisdom and experience uh, made sure that we stayed on budget and that, you know, we didn't go too far into cuckoo land. Uh, once we, once she retired from being the film commissioner, you may not know this, but Pat was film commissioner for 20 years in New York. Yeah. And uh, he was appointed by both Republican and uh, Democratic governors. And while she was there, she established the uh, incentive program, which has resulted in New York State and New York City building at least a dozen new studios. Billions of dollars in jobs have been brought to New York and uh, with this wonderful incentive, uh, which Troma never used because we didn't want to have any appearance of uh, conflict of interest. However, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm uh, we will be, we are applying to New York State for the, the subsidy, the uh, incentive subsidy. <laughs> but we never did it before that because uh, we didn't want to have any, uh, even a hint of impropriety. But it's okay for Biden's son to go over to Ukraine and get 50000 a year for doing nothing, or 50000 a month for doing nothing. But for me, uh, an independent artist to, to, to take legally uh, the... Uh, the incentive from New York State, I could have done it totally legal, but uh, we were concerned about the optics because we're good, God-fearing, honest people. You know, we wanted to be sure that there was no chance of any uh, uh, conflict of interest. You know? Well, I have gotten to meet your wife because for full disclosure, you and I are neighbors at Comic-Con every year. We have booths next to each other and I get to see you except for this year because of the pandemic, I get to see you every year at the trauma booth. You're the nicest, the nicest neighbor. You're such a nice person. You're the best. <laughs> and you have such a good sense of humor. And you have uh, taken my brother, you know, my brother's very sensitive, very shy, and uh, you've taken him on. I think he's kind of opened up uh, under your wing, Beth. Uh, you know, you think you brought him out of his, uh, you know, shyness shell, however you want to put it. You've given him a, he, he's got a sense of humor. He's just like a new person. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, he comes and lets me put body parts on his bread racks. So <laughs> he loves it. So are you going to get him to make another film with you? Charles, I would love it. I keep, I keep asking him to write something or, but uh, you know, he's got an empire there. That uh, Bread and C's got like 400 employees. He's got his, he's got a huge business and, uh, Jakarta, which he made in Indonesia, which is a great action film, funny and it's a wonderful action film. And uh, he keeps the uh, negative, the uh, negative in his uh, freezer where the dough is. So if you want to have some fun, go into Bread and See and order. Uh, give me a olive loaf, olive loaf with half a, it was six inches of Jakarta on the side. And Jakarta is terrific. Unfortunately, got caught up in one of those. Uh, uh, startup, uh, big deal, bubble studios that grew out of the 1990s called MCEG, 
which went down the drain. I think Jakarta is somewhere in the library of, uh, of MGM, unfortunately. Sad but true. But Mother's Day lives. And when nature calls, if you haven't seen when nature calls. When nature calls. And when nature calls, you gotta go. Yes, When Nature Calls is a comedy that takes you away from the hustle and bustle of the big city. I'll have one with everything. And brings you to the beauty and tranquility of the untouched wilderness. It's on uh, Troma Now, it, and you can see it for free. The first month is free. Uh, when Nature Calls is hilarious. And it's way ahead of, uh, of uh, Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez's... Uh, Grindhouse, right, Grindhouse. Charles's movie is funnier. It's got the trailers, it's got the same basic drive-in tribute, but uh, it's, it's way before that uh, came out, and uh, it's terrific. And it unfortunately didn't, you know, because we're small and we just don't have the money to advertise. But uh, whenever people see Charles's movies, they are knocked out. And, um, and Troma Now itself is great. You know, we got the... Four, we got about 200 uh, movies like The Toxic Avenger and Class of Nukemai and Tromeo and Juliet, Surf Nazis Must Die, Blood Sucking Freaks, which is a terrible movie, but uh, very popular. I am Sadhu. Master of the theater of the macabre. Prepare yourself for the horror. Prepare yourself for the terror. Prepare yourself for the ultimate blood-curdling experience. Blood-sucking freaks! Anyway, you'll see a lot of great films there, including Cannibal the Musical, uh, which was what led to uh, South Park. So how would you define Troma's personality? That's a great question. I think, hmm, I think people who go to see a Troma movie they know they may love terra firma or they may hate Troma's war, but they know they will never forget uh, return to Newcomb High or return to return to Newcomb High. They'll have an event, they'll have an emotion, they'll have an adventure in the cinema. They won't be looking at baby food, they'll be challenged. They will, instead of getting baby food, they'll be getting uh, the jalapeno, uh, on the pizza of culture, the cultural pizza, they get the taste of the jalapeno. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not the mainstream, but there's a, a quite a number of intelligent younger people who don't want to see baby food. You can live on baby food, but very, very boring. And, uh, you know, our channel, you know, we're a 47-year-old. Did I, did I talk to you about the fact that uh, two days ago, YouTube uh, threw off, destroyed our... Six seven hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> we had seven hundred fifty thousand people in our community, and we've been honored from the Museum of Modern Art to the French Cinematheque to the Shanghai Film Festival. To, I mean, all over the goddamn world. And yet, <laughs> we, we we don't live up to community standards. <laughs> so uh, we've done everything on our own. And uh, about four years ago, we saw where uh, Amazon and YouTube were going to destroy the competition to the five or six giant conglomerates. So we started Troma Now, which is a streaming service to uh, uh, migrate from the, f the free movies. We wanted to give our movies away for free, but they kept censoring, demonetizing, and then they wanted us to change the titles. And finally, they've just kicked our, uh, 
channel off the air. Uh, so um, you got to go to Troma now. So please go to Troma now. And if you can support us a bit, subscribe to uh, watch.troma.com. First month is free anyway. You seem to be highly adaptive, though, to keep Troma alive this long. Well, Michael Hurst, my partner, is a real movie uh, aficionado. He loves cinema, and he's a, he enjoys, dis he's a shit disturber. He's much quieter. He hates publicity. 100% uh, good guy, much better looking than I, better sense of humor, better spoken. Uh, but he decided uh, a while back that he would run the company and sort of be the CEO. And he's somehow kept us going <laughs> with, with, with the kinds of movies we've been making, like Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead, or Re Return to Return to New Goli. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, I, you know, I'm sorry, YouTube, you're wrong. <laughs> we, we're, we're a cultural phenomenon. We're an American treasure. My, my uh, archives are with the American heritage uh, in Oklahoma, uh, where Stan Lee, Stan Lee's the one who told them to put my stuff there. What's more community oriented than Stan Lee or John G. Abelson, my other mentor uh, and buddy uh, who died, they both died this year, uh, who did Rocky uh, and has uh, uh, pushed a lot for trauma movies. You know, what community doesn't like trauma? I'd love to know what, uh, what community standard has uh, been upset by trauma. <laughs> I know Mother Teresa, wasn't that keen on sugar cookies, but uh, you know, she was okay with most of our movies. Well, I can see how there could be people who might be offended, but no, no reason to take you off of YouTube, even if that's the case. <laughs> Definitely. But the, the thing, um, the, the main point is so many of our mainstream movies and newspapers and, you know, everything has been so consolidated and, and the, the scale is so huge. You know, it's like uh, Colgate toothpaste. They can't, it's gotta be very homogenized, right? It, it, you go to the drugstore, Colgate or Crest, that's it. And maybe, you know, maybe if, if you wanna go to Woodchuck toothpaste or Nature's toothpaste, you have to ask for it and they'll order it in or something. But you have to know about it, like trauma. And unfortunately, we're in that position where in the media, uh, the uh, public all over the world is uh, under the thumb of a, of a cartel that is running rampant over free speech and uh, controls the government, uh, not just here, but in other countries. And, uh, you know, it uh, gets harder and harder for people like us to uh, keep going. But uh, we do, thanks to our fans. We, you know, we had 750,000 people on the YouTube site, I imagine, They'll get a fair number of them will go over to Troma now. And, and they also keep us going. They act in our films. We get people, the hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. The main technical crew came in from Los Angeles because uh, they were aboard. And, uh, you know, they got about 10% of what they got out in LA. But the guy could, instead of being a camera operator, he got to be the director of photography. And the camera operator moved up from wherever he was, working in McDonald's. So, so the point, no, that's not true, but he got to move up wherever, you know, so uh, they get to have some fun. They get to be in a project that they believe in, something that they believe in the art, where they believe in the message of the film and the art of the film and uh, of the spirit of independence. 
as well as have some fun where they can experiment and take chances and move up the food chain. And the exchanges, of course, they don't get paid what they get paid in, uh, in a uh, real movie. And our fans, it's our fans, all the actors, every person in hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm, including uh, CGI. We have, we have CGI people on hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm that worked on Star Wars. I mean, they love trauma and they did it for nothing. So, you know, we've got, you know, you've, you're going to see a $50 million movie made for uh, half a million, less than half a million so what do you see for the future of trauma and, and are you guys going to be able to weather this pandemic? A uh, very good question. I think trauma sort of has a life of its own. The toxic Avenger alone, uh, it's being made into a billion dollar, uh, uh, what do you call it? Remake with a very good script. Uh, I've read it. It's better than the original toxic Avenger and Macon Blair, Macon Blair. You would like his movies, Beth, if you haven't seen them. He wrote green room, and Murder Party, and he directed one movie, which he wrote called, I Don't Like It Like, no. Uh, oh, I No Longer Feel at Home in the World? That's, it's that thing, yeah. Oh, that was it's great. It's a low-budget movie, but it's totally original, crazy. The, the guy is, and he's obsessed with it. Macon Blair loves trauma. He's seen Terra Firma a hundred times. He, you know, he, 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 and he, he's lived, he lives in Austin, so he's not in L.A. being, uh, you know, the coal miner town kind of where you, everything's run by the company store. So uh, if they actually go ahead with this, uh, um, they're searching for a tentpole actor, a big time actor. Uh, uh, you know, it's getting, it's really hard now because none of the stars really know where they're going because of this hiatus, uh, crazy time we live in. But uh, I think Toxie, you know, there's all sorts of licensing deals, just Toxie alone. And the Troma brand, if I were to suddenly get hit by a bus, I think the Troma, it would, the Troma brand would uh, be a lot of, uh, there'd be a lot of assets therein that would be liberated to uh, go into some, uh, you know, company where they, with all this uh, new streaming and new technology, uh, you always, they always need content. So my guess, it's just uh, when, with Michael and I running the show, uh, uh, we don't want it to go into other hands. Uh, until it's uh, totally uh, safe. So I guess, but I think when we go away, uh, the company will have a life of its own. Well, and for hashtag Shakespeare's shitstorm, you are in front of the camera quite a bit as well in a dual role. Well, I, uh, that was one of the reasons I wanted to wait till uh, I was uh, of Prospero's age. First of all, it's very hard to get old people who have any talent to act in a low budget movie. If you haven't gotten into the union by the time you're 40, uh, most likely you're going to uh, uh, become a paralegal or something. So the talented older people don't really exist except they're already in the Screen Actors Guild. And we have thousands of people in our movies. We cannot possibly sign a Screen Actors Guild contract. So I uh, suck less than the kind of old people who would be available to me. So I played Prospero. And uh, if you look at Return to Nukemai and Return to Return to Nukemai, uh, I play the uh, main uh, villain, uh, Herzkoff, uh, the uh, chairman of a uh, Chomerville Foodstuffs uh, fast food conglomerate. 
so um, and I uh, I feel Prospero at my age. I feel him. I think I I think I I think I got it. I don't know how good my acting is, but I know in my head and soul I I could feel the loss of power that he had, the loss of his uh, his uh, family, his kingdom, his uh, and the enjoyment of magic and drugs and trippy stuff and. You know, I have daughters, blah, blah, blah. So, so I could, I, I could, I think, I think, I don't think my acting is the best, but I think it's better than uh, most uh, mainstream movies. Uh, when you see old people in the mainstream movies, uh, I just watched Camelot again, and uh, there's an old guy in that, and uh, I think I'm better than he, and he had a sir in front of his name, whereas I have a madam in front of my name. Spoiler alert. Well, is there anything you want to say as a closing comment or to uh, get people interested in seeing your film? Well, I have to say I have a, one huge regret in that uh, my brother and I did not work uh, together more often than we did. Uh, I think I didn't get how talented he was. Uh, he is. And uh, on the other hand, he's got a huge spread empire with 400 people working <laughs> and i'm in uh, in uh, long island city uh fighting with the uh summons for a 50 dollar garbage ticket <laughs> so uh you know he's doing all right but i regret that he didn't he's he was the most uh, susan is very talented my sister who was charles's uh, production designer on all his movies and she's she's great she's got also a great sense of humor and great sense of satire but uh I, I, he, he was the funniest and and he knows how to write he knows how to he he's he is south park he's south park i'm family guy right south park beginning middle end 24 minutes it's just brilliant and mother's day is just like that uh, uh whereas i think i'm more in the family guy zone uh, you know, pretty good, but, uh, you know, just not the sophisticated writing that South Park has. You know, Family Guy has that sort of where they veer off and uh, make reference to some stupid thing that has nothing to do with the plot, but gets you out of it and has a fast joke. And, you know, I do a lot of, breaking the fourth wall, I do a lot of that in the uh, in my movies because I like that stuff. I'm a big fan of Bertolt Brecht, but it's not necessarily the best Screen and, and South Park is a much more skillful beginning, middle, and end. And Mother's Day, and When Nature Calls, and and Jakarta. Jakarta, Jakarta's great. It would have been really great to see what Charles would have kept doing, because <laughs> I think he would have done some great stuff. You know, he's extremely well read and well educated, and the, the best uh, sense of humor of the family for sure. And I think the most talent without a doubt. He's not as good looking as I, but you know, not, you can't you can't have everything. Well, I think he still wants to make films because you know I come into Bredensee and every now and then they're shooting stuff. They came in one day and they were shooting with sock puppets teaching how to do high tea. <laughs> yeah, he Charles is. I mean, seriously, he's great. He's funny as hell, and uh, everybody loves him too. They come into the well, you know, the, the, uh, he's he's. Uh, He's almost uh, on stage in the cafe. <laughs> the people and his his uh, employees love him too, right? Carlos, uh, you know, when I go in there, they all, you know, we, 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 it's fun. You know, they have they haven't. I'm sure they're working hard, but they enjoy it and they they uh, they love him. So how cool is that? 
Well, I want to thank you very much for taking some time to talk about Troma and your new film. Well, Beth, if there's any way you could uh, promote uh, watch.troma.com, uh, ask people to subscribe to Troma now because we're off, uh, you know, we have no contact with our fans. So we lost 650,000 fans, 750,000 fans. So it'd be great if you could just uh, suggest people go there and it's a great community and uh, you can, it's all free the first month, but it would help if people, if we could get more subscribers. We're living in a trauma horror film. Uh, we all are, I think right now. Yeah, you're right, Beth. Anyway, uh, Megan and Marcus, uh, by the way, uh, send you their love. You know, they run our booth and uh, they run Troma's, well, Troma is totally fan fueled and Trey, uh, uh, Megan and Marcus uh, represent us in the West and uh, they are Troma in the West and they're fans. You know, they, they don't get paid, they get the expenses and that's about a little money here and there. Troma is totally fan fueled. The people in the East, same thing. Ron and Kathy, they do about 35 uh, conventions a year uh, and nobody gets paid. It's all fan volunteers and having a good time and being crazy. <laughs> Doing something you believe in. That's the lesson, perhaps. <laughs> Do what you believe in. Well, that's a good way to end. So thank you very much. Thank you, Beth. And again, forgive me for uh, the, being late. Uh, thank you so much. That was Lloyd Kaufman, founder of Troma Entertainment. His latest film is Hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Please consider subscribing to the Troma channel at watch.troma.com. I hope you enjoyed listening to Lloyd Kaufman talk about his truly independent Troma entertainment. No matter what you think of its films, at the very least, you have to give them both credit for providing a place for young filmmakers who might have zero experience but a lot of passion for film, a place to get started. So till our next film fix, I'm Beth Accomando, your resident cinema junkie. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.